This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's hour five of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a terrific day. We're live on Radio Row, and we're about to go around the rim with uh, Chiafalo and Woolchuck. They're going to get you up to date on everything that's happening in the NBA tonight with the trade deadline now. Uh, what are we looking at here, like uh, 45 hours away? Can the Mavs do something to make themselves a real contender? I think Kyrie Irving is a step in the right direction. It needs one other player, preferably a big who can rebound his butt off. And, uh, you know, maybe that, that could be in the cards. They have 45 hours to finalize what could be a championship roster. So it is a very exciting time. Mavs Twitter is on fire right now talking about different stuff. But a lot's going on in the association. Uh, our presenting sponsors, Rally House, your home for officially licensed NFL gear, your city, your house, Rally House. And Window Nation, buy two, get two free, windownation.com. Here's Eric Chiafal to open this baby up. For the first time in Radio Row history, we cut the lights out, we put the kids to bed, and the G-Bag Nation, 45 hours out from the NBA trade deadline, is going all the way around the rim. Always a special occasion when the Wooly Bully Zach Wolchuk can lead the way in a rim sesh with some Kyrie news. What do we need to know, Wolchuk? Kyrie Irving's first home game with the Mavericks. He's going to make his debut at the American Airlines Center Monday, February 13th against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, Valentine's Day plans, baby. That's me. Get those tickets now, and those ticket prices have skyrocketed. The average ticket price. Not me, not me, not me. For Irving's first home game, game is now up. 209% from $116 to $359 to go and see Kyrie Irving with or maybe without Luka Doncic in that game. Remaining tickets for the Mavericks home games are also up 44% according to Vivid Seats. As of Tuesday afternoon, the lowest price single ticket on SeatGeek for Kyrie's home debut started at $71. Ticketmaster's current get-in price was $89 for a balcony seat, and a courtside seat on Ticketmaster would run fans $3,300 to go to the game on Monday night to see Kyrie play against the T-Wolves. So make your plans now. I'd say the longer you wait, maybe the higher it'll get. But uh, the Mavericks are certainly getting an uptick in sales with the addition of Kyrie Irving. This is where having a credential really comes in handy, right? Sure does. Yeah. Or having a friend like Derek Holland. There you go. Call him up and say, bro, can I be your plus one? Let me be your plus one. Derek, please, please, please. I'm trying to show off. I got I got a lady friend I'm trying to take. <laughs> I bet Baskey's already probably seat checked. Man, I'm going to think. No, nah, I believe him. I'm texting I'm texting Dutch right now. 
All right, let's see if he you might actually he might actually text me and say he's listening. I got you, bro. Now, when it comes to yeah, Dutch is a Tolo that way. There's no question about that. Um, we do know the Mavericks are definitely looking to move on from Tim Hardaway Jr. They are hoping to move on from Christian Wood and of course JaVale McGee. That goes without saying. Okay. Now, will it be for DeAndre Ayton? My guess is no, but. I guess I've seen crazier things happen as well. Uh, But just know that ESPN and Tim McMahon and the Hoop Collective are uh, are saying, man, they're trying to move on from THJ. They're trying to move on from Christian Wood uh, and then obviously JaVale McGee. So the the Mavs are being active right now. They want to get rid of some things. They want to add some things, certainly an all-in move going for Kyrie. So it would be nice to see them round out the roster a touch to really feel like, okay, you have enough here. Of course, you're going to be leaning heavily on your two super studs. Uh, but with what you saw from Josh Green last night, I mean, my goodness, man, that was that was a pretty special night last night in Maslin. Are you guys with me that he's going to break out into something at least resembling stardom? Uh, resembling stardom, sure. I, I don't think he'll ever be more than... I think his ceiling is the third best player on a championship team. Yeah. Would you yeah, agree? Totally. And very likely the fourth best. Uh, but you're you're seeing you're seeing the improvements. Like Josh Green, you mentioned, didn't play for his, for his country over the summer because he wanted to refine his game a little bit. And you're seeing it come into fruition. And, and he didn't play with confidence early on because he didn't have, like, why would he have confidence? He knows, hey, I can't shoot the ball. I don't trust uh, me to get to the rim and make a play at the rim. I don't really trust me to do much of anything 100% confidently. And now he's put the work in. He's seeing shots fall. The three ball's starting to rock and roll. You saw it again last night. He's finishing much better at the rim. And now he is playing with that confidence. And, dear God, you're going to need that for this team to do something fun this year josh green is gonna have to grow up pretty quick i'm pretty blown away by him, man i he is just every time we watch him play i feel like he's raising the bar yeah and the expectation level his basketball iq is huge it's it's absolutely massive and that's why i won't rule it out that he could be become a perennial all-star you know i i know that's high praise but he is so young and he's just figuring things out now yeah you know i i won't I, I won't pick that, but I think a couple of all-star games are in his future. He reminds me, I know this is way too crusty for you two. Brian probably remembers the name Jerome Kersey. Yeah. And he was a great member of the Portland Trail Blazers that went to the finals and lost to the Chicago Bulls and the Detroit Pistons. And he was a small forward with just incredible athleticism. And I, I think he only made one all-star game, but was just an invaluable piece when you have that kind of athleticism. If you wanted to get into transition or if you want to have to lock down great players on the other end, that's your guy right there. And I, I would definitely not move on from him very easily in a trade. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that, uh, that crusty name. Jerome Kersey. Mercy, mercy, Jerome Kersey. I like that. The great I do, too. Bill Shonley w- would say. But, uh, yeah, both rest in peace at this point. Let me throw yeah. this out for you, though. You know, we're talking about the Mavs trade possibilities and the DeAndre Ayton thing, and, and you mentioned, you know, Jay Crowder coming back. There, there's some buyout candidates here from the ring, or from uh, Bleacher Report. Jay Crowder, if they can't find a trade partner. He's going to be a hot commodity. Is a buyout candidate. Is, is he? And, and this is a big reason why the Mavericks wanted Kyrie. That's that's what we've heard reported. Kyrie is a guy that we've seen players want to come and play with. It worked with KD, right? James Harden. They know each other from Boston. I don't know, but Jay Crowder 
liked it in Dallas. We do know that. He's played here before. And maybe he sees Luka and Kyrie as if he is bought out. And you're right, Eric. He's going to have his choice. But maybe the but Mavericks, Mavericks are a would team be a good choice. that would be his choice. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that's where if the Mavericks aren't able to make another move, I think that's where we need to start moving our attention to who are some names that might get bought out that they could look at. Jay Crowder could be a name. Jeez, if Jay Crowder is bought out, the Suns botch this thing if you can't find a way to trade him. Serge Ibaka is another name. I'll take him. So, I mean, if you're looking for bigs, those are a few. I mean, there's John Wall. I don't know if the Mavericks are going to be super interested in that. Uh, And then, of course, there's also like a guy like Mason Plumley. if the Hornets can't trade. I mean, that's a guy that can give you some rebounding help. I like this, though. Yeah, that's that's a player that could help. It's just another area. We talk about team building all the time with the Cowboys, but for the Mavericks, and and they've been involved with buyouts previously. Well, it's it's one thing to play bad defense. It's another to play bad defense and then give up a bunch of offensive rebounds. So if you can't get great defenders, like getting a guy like Plumlee and Crowder to go along with Markeith Morris, you can put like a formidable big lineup in there, which is crucial late in games because I tell you what, you're upset late in games if you can't rebound uh, the other team is sending everybody to the offensive glass and it's those kind of maddening moments where you just need to get a stop and you get it and they get two more shots at it before sure. you can secure a rebound or send them to the free throw line or something crazy happens man well chuck you keep dirty talking to me with jay crowder getting bought out i'm gonna try and this, this be week fun. is gonna get even better for sean be a, be a lot of fun okay boy uh, him and morris could be really intimidating in your front court we're gonna have a new yeah. bang bros yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We got move over, Reggie Bullock. Make a place for Jay Crowder and Markeith Morris. Okay, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting a few hours ago in the aftermath of the Kyrie bum, trade. Bum, bum, the Brooklyn bum, Nets and bum, Kevin Durant bum. are having ongoing conversation on the direction of the franchise, but the organization has thus far told inquiring teams that they're not planning to trade him before Thursday's deadline. So teams are calling, obviously, like, okay, Kyrie wasn't happy. KD, are you, are you happy? What's the deal here? Uh, but right now... Brooklyn not really wanting to move on from KD, which is extremely understandable. Now, what yeah. Brooklyn does have is this young, this young Cam Thomas. This guy's going scorched oh my right now. Goodness gracious! This dude is 21 years old, and he is now the second youngest player in NBA history to record back-to-back 40-plus point games. Okay, so this guy, Dang. he's getting it done. He's getting it done, and he did have a, a pretty good quote because he's the. Him and LeBron are the two youngest, as I just mentioned, to go back-to-back 40-plus point games. Uh, and he was like, I appreciate that, but I've always been more of a Kobe guy. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, wow, dude, this guy's got bars and he's a baller. So uh, I he's like you, Cam Thomas. He's an LSU kid. Is yeah, he? He's an LSU kid, yeah. Very, very cool. I yeah. like you, Cam Thomas. Uh, and I still think Brooklyn's got, with, with guys like him, Dodo's going to help them. Are they going to flip Dinwiddie for something else? Uh, but... I don't know, man. If KD gets unhappy, things could get weird over the next 40 hours or so. Yeah. Uh, and then we also had Clay Thompson did something special last night. I do want to give him his flowers because he gets a little bit upset about people counting him out after his injuries. 42 points, 12 threes he made last night. <laughs> Clay Thompson was just rocking and rolling. It's the NBA's first 40-point game without an attempted free throw. Since uh, Jamal Murray did it a few years back. But that's pretty cool. You're like, dude, I dropped 40 on you, and I didn't even have to go to the free throw line. It's because I was cashing out at a record pace, 12 yeah. three-pointers uh, all game long. It's incredible. Didn't he have like a 40-point a game or maybe even a 50-point game where he only dribbled it like three times? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's special. And uh, he's a great dribbler. You know, he, he is. He could play point guard. You know, he's just on a team where they don't need it. 
He says, as far as on the court, just to be like water is just to flow. Be effortless. Be quick, but not in a hurry, and always have ultimate belief in yourself. So that's what it means to me to be like water, and I thought I resembled that tonight. Clay Thompson thought he was water last night. And I don't know how he was splashing all over the place. All right, trivia question. There's three players in the NBA right now with 1,000-plus points, 300-plus boards, 300-plus assists. Who can give me the three names? LeBron. All right. Jokic. All right. And Luca. Hello. Three for three. Nice work, work, gentlemen. That's what we do, baby. (laughs) And that's how we can put the old kibosh on this rim sesh. Let's go. All right. I love it, man. Thank you so much. It's always a good time to talk NBA. Just to reset you uh, on the trade rumor ruski on on Twitter, it does involve DeAndre Ayton, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Christian Wood. Apparently, Suns fans wanted – you know, Christian Wood for DeAndre Ayton in a sign-in trade in the offseason. But I can't tell if the front office was ever interested in that. They might look at Christian Wood and his offensive abilities as a premium asset that could maybe, you know, unlock things for them. That would be a surprise if anybody sees Christian Wood as that kind of top asset that they would be willing to give up DeAndre Ayton for. If you could also give them Tim Hardaway Jr., it would be almost too good to be true. And that's why I'm kind of pinching myself and thinking, okay, this isn't real. But if you did have Luka, Kyrie, and Aiton on top of that, I think you would be the favorite in the West no matter who the other six guys in the rotation are. I would think that much of, of that big three. So that's the number one thing on my Mavs mind as these next couple of days play out. you got to ask yourself, if, if this is a real conversation between the Suns and Mavericks right now, what else are you given? Maybe the Suns want your first-round pick in 2025 and 2027 not to draft them, but to use them as chips to try to get KD in the offseason. You remember a couple of months ago, the Suns were considered one of the favorites along with Miami to trade for Kevin Durant. Brooklyn wasn't getting enough of an offer. You pair up Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, in that sort of a configuration, uh, that could be really dangerous as well. And you wouldn't want to help your Western Conference rival that much, but if they're giving you DeAndre Ayton in return, that seems like it, you know, almost too good to be true. But if it is possible at all, that's how it makes sense. Like just getting Kyrie Irving to rent him, meh. But if you're getting Kyrie Irving as, as part of something big to make a gigantic big three that can create a reign of terror for the entire West for the next five years, then it totally makes sense, and, and the payoff would be absolutely worth the risk. Okay, we got to run, though. That's your rim session. When we come back, we have the C-note, the Cowboys news of the evening, tons of great Cowboys topics throughout the day, led by the NFL considering banning the play that got Tony Pollard hurt. It's next in the G-Bag Nation. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, buddy, welcome back. It's time for the C-Note Cowboys news of the evening. Four really good uh, topics here. Hopefully we can get to all of them. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. If you are hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, call the Frankels, 214-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Yeah, it is uh, Gavin Dawson, Brian Broaddus, Wolchuk, and Chiafalo. Wolchuk and Chiafalo catching up with some UNT buddies. They got sounds uh, like it. Yeah, some some former uh, broadcast school friends. Who oh, are media parties getting weird row. tonight. Media parties getting cool. weird tonight, boys. Right on. That is cool. Okay, um, first story is the, actually we're we're not going to do Cowboys here for just thirty seconds because there's Bally's news and they're here on Radio Row. Um, but the parent company Diamond Sports expected a default on interest payments they're making. Uh, to the loan that they use to buy up all these rights. At this point, Bally's is about to go tease up, and we're not sure if it's going to work beyond February 15th. Oh, jeez, oh, they got my 200 bucks. Mavs, Rangers, Stars, all could oh, be you impacted. Paid, you paid in full? Yeah. Oh, no, Sucka. Brian. They'll probably get something figured you out. It's just uncertainty. It's uncertainty. The games are going to be available somewhere. I watched somewhere. the hockey game like 37,000 feet last night. Yeah, well, that you was know good it, broadband. It probably was worth it. So then the other angle on the story is nationally, this could be the first domino to fall that changes the sports landscape because what they're finding out, what Bally's is finding out and other regional cable companies are about to find out is that when you give – uh, hundreds of millions of dollars for broadcast rights, and then the economy goes into the tank and people have less for their marketing budgets, um, they're tightening their belt, there's not the money to keep them uh, liquid. It's not there's, there's not enough for them to keep coming in and paying their bills. So will Bally's you know, touch off a trend? And here's the thing that's scary about that, guys. Not for the NFL, thankfully. Um but salary caps will start getting adjusted, right? Mm. We're bringing in a lot less money on the TV because our, our regional cable networks are going tees up, so we have less projected revenue. Our salary caps have to come down. Our luxury tax thresholds have to come down. 
And that makes me a little bit nervous because Mark Cuban has turned into Scrooge McDuck post-championship. That's what happened, and he does not have an appetite for financial risk when it comes to building this Mavericks team, at least up until this point. But that's the latest. Be flexible. It is an absolute ringer that sports and regional cable has sent us through for the last 20 years. It's been horrible over the last couple of years, and I can only hope that it blows up so magnificently that we get like some consumer rights or we get a better deal. You know, just put it back on regular TV or something like that. Okay, what do you think about this uh, this hip drop tackle? The NFL is considering banning it. Uh, after, it's, it's the play Tony Pollard got hurt on. Yeah, this is a tough one. You Isn't can't, it? You can't. Same play that Dak got hurt on basically too, right? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't Similar. a dirty play. It wasn't a dirty, dirty tackle. It's just unfortunate. That's just the way it goes. But you have to be able to make tackles that way. That To me, I chalk that one up to – this is the game we're playing. We can't make a rule against that kind of tackle. Uh, yeah, I, I, I totally hear you because it's often in a chase, and if I don't drop all of my weight, he's going to carry me an extra three yards for the first down. Yeah, yeah I mean, at the, I mean, it, to, to some extent, you can't take away just the instincts of somebody playing football. My job is to tackle you and bring you down. I'm not hitting you in the head. I'm not going at your knee in a dangerous way. I'm wrapping my arms around you, and I'm bringing you down. Hey, runner, if you don't want your leg to break, just fall. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, take care of yourself. And, you know, I, I could see maybe how about an adjustment where you can't intentionally land on the guy's legs or you have to have some awareness about, you know, because this play here, you know, like, I don't know. You know, you're 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 landing on the bottom part of his foot and shin as yeah. you're bringing him down. Can you be to the other side? You know, can you swing your body the whole, around? The whole idea is to get your weight on the back of his legs. That's is that the whole, the whole idea that's the, the whole of the play? I, yeah, it's why it's why the the horse collar tackle right. was made. And that makes sense to me. That the horse collar makes plenty of sense to me. Like that that's an obvious decision you're making. I don't even know that this guy's overly making a decision. He's just I'm wrapping you around the waist pollard and I'm trying to get you down to the ground. So this is yeah. a type of tackle and and I guess they do call it the hip drop tackle, which originates from rugby. And the reason why the NFL is looking at now illegalizing it is because the National Rugby League in Australia also went ahead and said, we're not going to go ahead and have this a part of our game anymore either because they also had high rate of injury. a high rate of injuries because yeah. of it. So the NFL has seen another league go ahead and make a change to it. But it is so hard. It's a bang-bang it's a play. You're, 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 I agree with what you're saying. The objective is get the ball carrier to the ground. Yeah. Maybe there's a, a, another way in which you can do it. but So I'm going to jump on top of his shoulders, and then you're going to get mad that ACLs are tearing right. as I, he tries to hold yeah. my weight. I out. just don't just, think that, the, yeah. that, that a linebacker or defender is thinking in that moment you know, this is an intentional tackle to try and injure a ball. I mean, let's be honest. Way. How how often do we see this? That's we that's we're overreacting that's, that's, to yeah, one play. That's the whole idea, right there. How many times in a game? Yeah. But all you have to do is see it one time, and the league will say, "Well, we can't do that." I'd love to see the numbers on how many of those tackles are happening, and, and what's the rate of injury compared to other tackles. You know, and if it's huge, well, concussions I, are up. Could, we know that. I could be open minded to it. Yeah, yeah is that right? Are, well, yeah. I'm just saying though. Every study they've done so far, like they were talking about how to handle concussions, and concussions might be up because oh, everybody's on top of it now. Like you know, wait, oh, we guy, you know, they call down, take him out, that kind of thing. So, a lot so more what's guys. The, what's the idea then? I'm I'm going to chase you down and grab you around the waist and kind of keep running with you until I can slow you down enough to stop the ball. Well, the, the rugby tacklers are shoulder, they're shoulder tacklers, head across. And then yeah. the wrap. That's. But what about from behind? That's they. 
Oh, so I got to push you forward eight yards so you can well, get a first down? I'm going to tackle you right to the I, middle I of the mean, back? You I, just I, can't tackle from behind anymore. Rugby tackles <laughs> are my favorite way to tackle. front or side. <laughs> I have known that about you. <laughs> so okay. does Sean. Okay. Um, he likes to watch. NFL considering banning the drop tackle. Oh, that's a tough call. Yes, no, it's not a tough call. It, it, don't make the decision. That that's a that's a that'd be a, a completely dumb rule. It would be a terrible rule because then you might as well. Okay, I just need fast guys because as soon as they get a step on the defender, the guy can't tackle them anyway. Yeah, well, come on. Why are we in denial that people get hurt in football? It's a violent. Is, game. is there like it's a guilty conscience about it? Like, uh, yeah. What's I mean, going look, on? It, it, we shouldn't be against trying to make the game safer, right? But this I, is the line. I do think that this is a little bit. I, I don't. I don't think there's any any way around this. I mean, we've made it that you can't be on the ground and reach up for a quarterback's legs because his ACL might tear. Yeah. That's uh, that's it, it is a weird place, and, and the NFL is thinking about it first business, and we have to preserve our stars. If they can come up with a way that you don't completely handicap the defense for making these plays, I would be open-minded to it. But you've got to prove to me that this kind of tackle is like five times more dangerous than regular tackles. Yeah. It'll quickly become the most annoying flag that gets thrown oh, like horrible. immediately. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? And then they'll make it a 15-yard penalty, you know, and it'll just be automatic first. Here we go. The 20-yard play is now 35, and don't tackle anybody from the back anymore. Like, okay. Elsewhere in the C-note, ESPN has done a mock draft, guys. Mm. I'm going to put you on the clock. you got 12 seconds each. Okay. We're not ready to nerd out yet. It's still before Super Bowl. We'll nerd out after Super Bowl. Okay. Around Combine will go full nerd. Fine, Brian. Okay. We can't go full nerd. You go full nerd first then. ESPN <laughs> has given you a mock draft. Okay. Cowboys Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida, oh. number 26. And then at 58, Clark Phillips the third. Love Clark Phillips in the second round at 58. Utah. Tremendous value. Yeah. Good player. You watch his tape against USC's Jordan Addison. He'll be a first-round pick. He competes. He's really good. I love the second-round pick. Don't love the first-round pick, but I, I could be okay with it at 26. Uh, but I'm, I'm not in love with the player. The rare two last names. Yeah. Clark Phillips. Does that concern you? No. Okay. But Torrance is a good run blocker. He's not a good pass blocker. Clark Phillips is a good player. The problem is he's 5'10", and he's 185 pounds. He's quick. Yeah, he's, no, he's extremely quick. So you're saying that's not going to help our tackling? No, I think what's going to happen is I don't know if the if your quarter if your defensive coordinator would be interested in a five ten oh, guy. Oh yes, okay. Uh, yes. He's a hell of a player. No, no organization. The all problem over. is yeah. okay. The boat players. The boat players they just picked for you right there. One of them is 347 pounds. A big guard, boy. The guard, and sometimes this is a guy I have a real possibility of being wrong about because I don't think he has quick feet. No, I, he doesn't. He don't. I, I think but he's good in the run game. No, but he, say, he is a slow-moving guy, but he's so big that that's how he gets push. Okay. But to me, and then they turn around, and now you're going to draft a 5'10 corner. I don't know if they would do that. Doesn't line up with their template, their body style the, exactly, types that they yeah, prefer. Exactly, yeah. Okay, uh, elsewhere on the C-Note, Cowboys News of the Evening, Dan Rogers blogging the boys. Great story up on Mike McCarthy's view of running backs. Um. And what's interesting about the uh, homework that he did, in 10 seasons in Green Bay, Mike McCarthy had a different leading rusher eight times. At one point, he heavily used a converted wide receiver, Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery. But the only running back they committed to during that span ended up being a disaster with uh, Eddie Lacy. You know, and, and, and the weight issues, the, weight issues, the 3.2 the, yard it, per attempt and yeah. all that. So his experience was the one time I tried to commit to a guy, it didn't work out. 
And if I look back on that history, man, it was somebody else every year, and almost every year we had a top-10 offense. I just hope Mike McCarthy's voice is loud. I love what Tony Pollard did. I think he's going to go somewhere else and make a lot of money. But you know who's inactive for the Chiefs this week? Melvin Gordon. You know, he's under 30 years old. He's got all the talent in the world. Nobody makes it past 26, 27 in this NFL. Maybe Derrick Henry. Is Derrick Henry holding on? Can Christian McCaffrey, with his very versatile skill set, hold on? It's a huge mistake. Oh, we got $50 million in cap space. What's $10 million for Tony Pollard? It's 20% of your cap space that you have to spend. And it's obvious. You know, there's, there's so many running backs in the NFL that can make plays if you can block for them. And there's no reason to believe that Tony Pollard is so next level and special that you're, there's no way you can replace his production. Please don't do this to me, Cowboys. I'm with you. I'm kind of open to a whole new backfield next year. Now, the current market value estimated by Spotrack for Tony Pollard will be $9 million per year. You compare that to some of the other free agent running backs. Kareem Hunt projected to go at $7 million a year. Damian Harris, very young running back from New England, $7.1 million a year. Miles Sanders, who's in the Super Bowl from Philadelphia, $7.2 million a year, same as David Montgomery from the Chicago Bears. Then you have Jacobs and Barkley, who are going to get big, big deals. And they're projected to be over $12 million, which is surprising. I figured Pollard would probably be in that realm. But there's also three under-the-radar guys that are going to go well under this market value that you could sign and maybe will be able to perform and produce for you. Dante Foreman. We just saw do that with Carolina, Carolina. in a lead-back capacity. Mm-hmm. He's a Texas back. There you go. If you want a Texas Longhorn at the running back position you this bring him home. bring in Foreman for Average $4. four and a half yards per carry, ran for almost 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. What about the dude who broke out in Cleveland a couple years ago when you had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt get hurt to Ernest Johnson? What did he do this year? I don't even I don't Nothing because he didn't play. But he's a guy that's been waiting in the wings, trying and waiting for his opportunity, but those two backs were healthy this year. Didn't he run on the couch? Was that a Cowboy? Yes, he did. Yeah, I oh, do geez, remember that. Yes, yes he did. 307 yards rushing that day. Oh, for a group. And then another that guy hurt. who was amazing for Jacksonville, but then for some reason was just forgotten about and then was went to the Jets mm-hmm. and will be a free agent. You have James Robinson. So if you want to find a running back, this is a loaded free agent class, not to mention we can tell you about a lot of guys in the draft. Yeah, a lot of guys in the draft, a lot of great opportunities, and you, we're, we're talking about letting go of guys to create cap space, and we're up against it, and I can't believe we had to pay Dak all this money. You know, he, he wasn't willing to share the pie with his teammates, but then you're going to give $10 million to a running back. That, that would just not sit with me well at all. I don't want to hear about your damn pie, Stephen, if you give $10 million to a running back again. <laughs> you let him know. Are we all in agreement on this? Like, let's not tag Pollard. I'm against the second contract for the running backs. Broadus? I feel like, though, man, he's really the only weapon you have, that that kind of guy. But I'm also, I hear you. I'm also seeing six running backs I really, really like in the draft so far. The last mm-hmm. one, kid named Tank Bigsby from uh, Auburn. Auburn. Six foot, 215 pounds. Kind of sounds like a kind of sounds like a Tony Pollard guy to me. Does mm-hmm. this locker room have enough room for two tanks, though? That's the question. It's yeah. a good question. Be but a squadron then. I think Bigsby will outlast <laughs> the other one. Battalion. Uh, <laughs> the other one. Uh, so, yeah, I'm with you. I think we're all on board here. Let's not let's not do this Pollard thing. Off the injury, it's not smart. Right on. Sorry, I just gotta gotta hop back in this Zoom here so everybody can oh, see our, get, did you get our smiling faces. Yeah, the Wi-Fi is a little. It's cycling. Uh, okay. Uh, story in the morning news today. Headline. Uh, sorry. Now the <laughs> Zoom window is popping up in the middle of my 
in the middle of my headlines. <laughs> oh, no. you got to get this, in, this zoom in. What Very do you need? Uh, headline, as Super Bowl drought grows, Cowboys stress patience with team-building philosophy. Oh. Okay, and I, I had hoped last week when Jerry and Steven were talking to the Senior Bowl that we could get a front office that would be more aggressive in team building. That was one of our stories last week. And it's like, okay, here we go. They finally learned their lesson. They said watching the last three NFC teams go all in has made it more likely they would spend big. We all got a quote from Will McClay in the Calvin Watkins story. Mm. What's it take to get to the Super Bowl, Will? More patience, he said. Ah. You want to build a team that has an opportunity to win and be in it every year. Uh, you can go for broke, and if going for broke doesn't work, now you got four or five years of trying to recover from that. So I just think philosophically, you want to build the best football team you got and have a chance every year. Now you got to uh, get over the hump, but we want to have that ability to be there. Now, Will McClay does a great job of, of using uh, a team talking points, and I just hope that he hasn't got the updated version yet where he's about to talk some sense into these guys and update the version of it. Uh, Brian, we, we desperately need it to be that. You know, um, yeah, but what they need to do is not have these contracts fall as pairs every single time. They need to do – I mean, seriously, they, they, to me, it's – when you start to talk about signing these guys, they got four guys they got to sign. Well, how about stagger those things? You know, how about, how about where it's like it's not so – daunting a task to get these guys done well that's it's i think it's a good point you bring up because i think the main difference is cap management overall I, and i i think the the cowboys need to look at how those three teams manage the cap and will's right it might take you three or four years to build out right the rams were in the super bowl in 2017 they win it in 2021 so you get two good chances of going to the Super Bowl every five year yeah the cowboys haven't had a good chance in a long time yeah. you don't get a good chance Unless you have the Hall of Fame quarterback, I feel like I'm I'm screaming into a cave and nobody is listening to this, and we're about to watch the Cowboys doom you to a team that's just good enough to make the playoffs. Well, Chuck, I know that's got to drive you crazy. It really, really does, and it's kind of become this factory of sadness, as I've mentioned before, and we're on the hamster wheel of doing a lot of similar things over and over and over again, and at some point you've got to make some changes, and I don't know when that point will come. Uh, but you're, you're going to end up restructuring Dak. They kind of told you that. They're going to end up putting an extension there, which is going to help them with the cap hit. So we'll have to just see how this plays out. I think the running back decision is going to be a big one. And if they end up keeping Ezekiel Elliott, for, I, I just don't get the justification and the reasoning to do so, even if he takes an extensive pay cut. I don't understand why you'd pay a one-yard short yardage back even a million dollars. Yeah, that's another big storyline today. Yeah. Like bo- bo- both running backs, are, and who knows? You know, uh, maybe the Cowboys value it. They valued it this year. It'd been obvious for two years. He was yeah, slowing but down. I mean, come on. You can find the, the the guy that you end up probably drafting if you do can fill that role for you. I mean, hell, I'll, I'll throw out Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. It's a dude that I love. He can yeah. do everything for you. Yeah. He's a three-down back. He's six foot one. Yeah. And for his size, his ability to catch the football out of the backfield and move in the open field and make people miss, extremely impressive. There's just no justifying it, in my opinion. It's just it's simple stubbornness, and you fell in love with a player, and we don't want to move on from him. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe the 
the experience in 2015 might have hurt him, Brian, where they went with uh, Joseph Randall and Darren McFadden after yeah. DeMarco Murray left, and they're using that as a clear sign that you can't just, you know, find good guys to run the football. And, you know, if they don't want to try it again, that's fine. I think they're cowards for it. I, I think you're cowards, and I think uh, you either don't know how to build a championship team, or you are intentionally building a team just to make the playoffs so you can get good TV ratings. That's certainly what it looks like to me. They might be in denial about that fact. They might not be aware of it because they like money and they think they're competitors, but they're getting over on Cowboys fans by not building Super Bowl teams. They build playoff teams. You know, that worked in 2007. Oh, let's get into the playoffs, see what happens. Like multiple teams were winning the Super Bowl around that. You know who's in the Super Bowl right now? The two number one seeds. Yep. And it's been that way for about six years. Number one and number two seeds. You don't sneak in, Cowboys. You don't you don't sneak all the way through. You build a roster that nobody else can match up with. That's how you win Super Bowls. And I think you're running a con on Cowboys fans trying to make them think that you are going for it. When you ain't, you're you don't want to risk the TV ratings of 2024 and 2025 to try to win the Super Bowl in 2023. That's that's the truth about how the Jones family cares more about revenue and keeping TV business alive than winning you another Super Bowl. And we can hope they get lucky and and have a miracle draft. We got to go. We're back with the get to right here day. in the Bag Nation. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation. We are wrapping up our first day out here on Radio Row. And we want to salute our sponsors, man. Rally House is the presenting sponsor. Your home for officially licensed NFL gear. Your city, your house. Rally House. It's brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. WindowNation.com. As we're uh, setting out to be joined by the Get Right, Reggie and KG going to be rocking the house this evening, 7 to 11. Here on the fan, and uh, good evening, gentlemen. How the heck are you? Was that a note, General, that I just heard come from you? What? A note? Uh huh. A little rally, rally house. house. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're we singing love that. it. We love yeah. the rally house. That's as much as I can do. You're getting the jingle in. <laughs> I, I, it probably wasn't good, but I'm having fun with it, and we're having fun here on Radio Row. How's Clearly. the fair DFW today? What? Uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't have said it like that, but yeah, a little rainy. <laughs> So y- y'all got the good end of the deal. Um, I don't know. With KGs, uh, it might, might seem like you guys got the better right. end of that deal. Okay, I'm an, well, enough I mean, of you. you know, you y'all I been mean, having too much time. This 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 whole virgin experience at the Super Bowl. I mean, y'all been having as too much, much as, not as much as you, Chia Follow. Clearly, uh, with your <laughs> all right. You know, with your starting five at the house these days. <laughs> give, give us your honest reaction to Lisa McCaffrey with us back there at the four fifteen. Did you hear it? I didn't catch it. Did no, you catch it? I'm KG? so sorry, General. Okay. I'm so sorry. All good. All good. Yeah, I, think I took you a got, nap. Thought you guys toloed. What the hell? Well, you know, phone calls await. And no, his- I understand. <laughs> you, you can't. You can't uh, hear everything. But she sat down with us. She sounded. You know? I'm sure she was delightful. Was she not? Yeah, we. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, when when uh, 49ers fans were mad at us, and we saw that Lisa oh, McCaffrey was going to right. be here, oh, that's right. Brought us was going. Yeah, told me about yeah. the. Yeah, yeah. So we so we tried to book her, and she committed. But then a couple of days ago, she bailed. Um, you know, she she had she canceled. figured it out. So Woolchuck <laughs> notices that she was over talking to the Believe Network people, and Tim Collins in mid segment goes over yeah. there, and Ed McCaffrey is over there, and he's like, "Hey, I know you canceled on us, but the guys were just talking about you, and they were wondering if you felt up to it. Maybe you could come sit down for five minutes." And she, apparently, she looked at Ed, and Ed said, "You can do whatever you want, honey." And so she got <laughs> up here, and, and she came over here, and and, and she was a firecracker. It was uh, wow. It was at times tense. Um, 
you know, and she did. She called us D words. She the, did at the end of it. That I was, was her parting shot. Yeah, good. I was happy for. Her. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh wait, you're serious? She that was to be expected, did, though, wasn't it? Oh, really wow. Did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, well, I mean, they are. But what yeah. was best case scenario for that interview <laughs> then? For you guys, I think, I think the way it went. And, okay. And off air, she was very sweet. Yeah, you know, as a, I just wanted to see where it would go. Yeah. You know, as as a radio person, I was like, who knows what could happen? And I, I think it's the unpredictability and the and the passion, and obviously, someone you think wishing your son to get heard. You know, you could definitely tell that uh, she had some feelings about it. But I I think you know maybe we healed a little bit, mm. Ryan. Maybe maybe there was a little bit of healing that. Uh, that took maybe place that's what there. she wanted y'all to think. Oh, no, she definitely did not want us to think that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do the Mavs have enough defense to do this? Do they need to make another trade in the next two days? Um, to the first question, no. To the second question, yes. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing about it is it does seem like they are trying to do that. Um, and I think that the nice part about it as well is that I think the threshold for them to get to the place where the defense is enough to help the offense isn't that high. Like if you get to okay, you sh- you're you you're working with uh you're cooking with grease at that point. So yeah, can I get okay defense and and great rebounding? Is that possible here with what's out there in the trade? Your market? best rebounder didn't lead a team, so yeah. <laughs> and great. your most versatile defender apparently is on his way back from a torn hamstring. So so what do you guys have planned for this evening? What can we timestamp? Oh, that was a real question. I'm sorry. Why did you? What, what, you thought you were just asking fake questions? I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, we're going to kick off the show. What's the best unit in this year's Super Bowl um, between the Eagles and the Chiefs? Chief, I know what you want to say. Eagles line. Is Serge Ibaka on any one of these teams? There he goes. You guys have a great night. <laughs> Wait, you guys. Are y'all having a great when is When is the media party again? Tonight. We're, gonna, we're about Tonight. to go get lit, all right? Yeah. It's going to be a good if you, time. If you need us to call in on the way, we'll be happy to do so. Or afterwards, we'll give you a play-by-play. What are y'all doing at 1020? What's, what do you think you'll be Ooh, I think we're calling into the get right. All right, we're going to call into the get okay. right. Probably inebriated, so right. have the dumb button ready. Just text us and remind us, Reg. That we're, <laughs> we're down. We're down. That dumb button got wore out today. Uh, Oof, sure did. Make did sure you make it to the sleep number bed, Walchuk, by the way? Did did. You I did. It? I did. We did you realize that you were following in the steps of uh, Bobby Belt? Uh, Bobby did tell me about that earlier. Okay. Um, but okay. I just th- this lady was making the bed fresh, and I felt... Man, obligated. I, re- I need to take advantage of this. Mm. A freshly made bed? And yeah. Yeah. It's not it, every it day just, you get to lay down in one of those unless you're a serial killer like Brian Broaddus. It's so appealing. <laughs> and make it when you're done. Yeah. Hotel. Like, I feel like <laughs> you make it today. Oh. I made it today, yeah. Yep. There you go, Broaddus. Oh, make it up hotel beds again. There yep. you go. All right, uh, gentlemen, have a great show. Appreciate we'll do you. our best. We'll catch up with you tomorrow for Lucius Alexander in the Pimp Cup Master Control. Another five hours of flawless radio production. You have Carter Freeman coordinating your video. Former NFL and Cowboy Scout Brian Broaddus, Wolchuk and Chiafalo. For DJ Pridemore, uh, remote engineering along with Tim Collins, you're going home with the Jeep Bag Nation. At ease. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.